I've reported to you um, on prior occasions, uh, not too far in the distant past, more recently actually, that iron megadosing helps with sleep. Well, what happens at sleep is we absorb the nutrients that we spent all day long digesting. We absorb it and take it into ourselves. And so that's another thing I'm noticing is that I'm actually digesting my food better because since the antifreeze poisoning 20 years ago, I've been filled with anxiety. I, I don't poop. I don't sleep. I don't absorb nutrients or water very well. And I'm actually improving on all of the above. Um, I had to push it slightly <clears throat> to get myself to eat fish again today. Like the third day in a row, I usually take a break and don't eat it for a week. But the iron has really not only given me a certain amount of in introspection or introspective perspective um, in which... I'm not overly excitable anymore, like I, I have been in the past, <clears throat> which of course wears me out and uh, stresses me. Um, but it has also improved my digestion along with my sleep. Um, it's very interesting. It's this, um, I'll put a link to it if I can find it on Amazon, Carlson Brand, C-A-R-L-S-O-N, Chewable Iron. 30 milligrams, um, 60 tablets, um, iron glycinate, chelate or chelate. Um, it's a lozenge, it's sweet, and it's very easy to take, and I also take vitamin C lozenges. Sweetened not with sugar or fructose or dextrose, but sweetened with lactose and um, stevia. Uh, um, and then I eat ca canned sardines or canned um, mackerel. Packed in uh, water if I can get a pure... Uh, <clears throat> well, if I can get one without salt or packed in olive oil, then it has no salt. Salt is like poison to me. It pushes iodine out of my body. I still have to take potassium iodide at night to help get through the night. Otherwise, I can't breathe through my nose. My nostrils become inflamed. So one to three um, <clears throat> capsules of potassium iodide, 120 milligrams each, helps me get through the night and open up my nostrils and, and get rid of the um, kind of grogginess when I wake up in the middle of the night like I'm drunk. I mean, I don't like that at all. Um, I still have to take cayenne pepper on occasion, like you hear me coughing, coughing up phlegm. At least I'm coughing it up. Sometimes I have it there and I can't cough it up and then I need cayenne pepper to help dry it out. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's see, what else? <clears throat> I still eat uh, Lara Bars, uh, dates and cashews and cashew butter. Uh, I still take calcium citrate and Martinelli's apple juice in the little globular-shaped containers so they don't spoil, and I put a little silver wire in there. Um, <clears throat> and what else? I think there's something else I still take as a supplement. I can open up my... 
Once in a while, activated charcoal. Once in, oh, <laughs> every day I have to take uh, a senna herbal laxative. Gaia herbs. It has senna and cape aloe in it. Um. Yeah, but iron and vitamin C have become really big time for me. I mean. <clears throat> To me, iron is really a supplement for the meal. I mean, I take it with the meal because I can tell the meal just doesn't have enough iron in it. And I need more. I need a lot of iron. Um, oh, yes, I do take a small amount of mineral oil to make sure I don't... Well, I don't, I'm not even sure I need mineral oil to counteract the senna because um, previously, when I was iron deficient and not taking iron, the senna laxative, herbal laxative uh, tablets would give me diarrhea. But now, since iron is constipating for most people, tends to be when you take a lot of it, I may not need mineral oil. Uh, I may just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think it, I may be getting by without it. The iron may be sufficient to, um, in fact, I may have to take more senna. <laughs> yeah, I may have to take more than one a day. <clears throat> the iron is quite constipating, but it's good. It's healthy. I really need to build up my blood. Um, so that's the latest that I wanted to tell you about iron. It's fantastic. It's um, <clears throat> um, It really helps me cope a whole lot better. I don't get stressed over my job like I was. Um, I don't get, well, I still get a little stressed sleeping in people's neighborhoods. It freaks me out a little bit. I worry that uh, I may get kicked out at any moment, you know, by somebody who doesn't want me being there. Um, but I think it's either I found the right neighborhood or I've got a better attitude because uh, putting out the right vibrations because I don't seem to be getting the flack that I used to get, um, or at least not as much. So it's very bearable and tolerable, which means it must be both ways. It must both, you know, go both ways. <clears throat> oh yeah, I poured a little collagen into my creamy spiced butternut inspired soup by Maya Kaimal. Their line of products are uh, Indian recipe-based recipes, which I like. I like Indian spices or herbal uh, flavoring so long as it's not too spicy they have a quite a s spicy tomato soup um, this one has coconut cream in it which is pretty cool I love coconut oh yeah that's the other thing I drink I knew there was something coconut creamer <clears throat> um, diluted down it has almond milk in it nut pods I think is the brand comes in various sizes I use the smallest one 8 ounces because I don't have a refrigerator here in the car in which I live and work <laughs> and stay in 24-7. Um, so I think that wraps it up for this recording. I, I can't tout enough the value of iron. It's almost, you know, it's kind of like a, a replacement for psychotropic medic medication. Because I would suspect... You know, I did go to a guy. My mom sent me to somebody because she knew how much I like natural uh, or alternative. She sent me to this uh, megadosing uh, 
psychologist or psychiatrist or I think he was a psychologist, right? He was not dispensing drugs. He was dispensing um, protocols to follow megadosing on vitamins. Unfortunately, he gave me the wrong ones and I got spaced out on B6. I thought I was invincible and I was about to cross the street in front of a bus moving traffic and my mom was fortunately there. We had just seen the guy and um, yanked me <laughs> off the street and back onto the sidewalk and I said, you know what, Mom? I think I should stop seeing that guy. And she agreed with me. <laughs> so we stopped seeing him. But there is something to be said about megadosing on the topics. You know, it's just not B6. <laughs> why B6? I don't know. Why, why, you know, riboflavin. Why, why that, of all things? So, um, no, it turns out uh, iron, collated iron and vitamin C are superb. It's what started me was the kefir, but now I don't need kefir. I'm I'm hooked on the iron. I'm pretty much addicted, <laughs> and um, and vitamin C to go with it to complement it. <clears throat> There's really no need to um, take psychotropic medication if you know the alternative, and it's you know. In the alternative field, it's much like homeopathy in which if you don't know the exact replicate substitute for a particular medication or drug, you you know, you're just shooting pennies in the dark. You don't know if you're going to strike it lucky or not because trying to diagnose the root cause of something, unlike the medical profession who merely tries to... Um, analyze the superficial de uh, details on the surface, you know, your symptoms. But symptoms won't tell you the root cause because very often it's complicated. One error leads to another, leading to another, and before you know it, it's multiple errors <clears throat> compounding on top of each other, layer upon layer. And how do you get to the root and find the cause and give a simple solution like iron? and vitamin C? Come on. You know, who would even dream of thinking about that? Um, but I was misdiagnosed anyway as a schizophrenic. I'm not schizophrenic. I had a stepfather who hated me, and I hated him. So <laughs> for 20 years, what, I'm not supposed to be paranoid? Come on. When I'm the little kid, 10-year-old kid, when, when he married my mom? Come on now. <clears throat> what kid or animal, pet animal, is not subject to various fears, or wild animals for that matter. I mean, it's, you know, it's just called stress. You're not in charge of your, in control of your world, and so of course you're going to be terrified of it. What do you think? <laughs> Born an alcoholic, <laughs> the only one in the family who never recovered. You know, switching over to a standard American diet didn't fix it. It just made me sick and sickly didn't fix a damn thing. Now here I am eating fish, which my family never was into. They were into red meat. It's no wonder I got sick. <clears throat> and, and giving me milk as a substitute for red meat, because I couldn't chew the damn stuff, nor did I enjoy eating it anyway. <laughs> I should not be drinking milk, nor eating red meat. No, uh, no oh, that's the other thing. I knew there was something else. I forgot cheese sticks. That's right. Yeah, at least they keep in the car. 
So I do have a cheese stick on occasion when I want to have it. It comes in handy. Um, so yeah, talk about misdiagnosis. So I'm this the, uh, the child of an alcoholic who was going through a phase in her life for about 12 years, I want to say, 12 and a half-ish, in which she was an alcoholic. Not the first year, so let's make it 11 and a half. Well, no, 12 and a half, that's right. It just was ameliorated because she, at least she had cooked potatoes to eat. She she was allowed by our dad, by my father. But um, after that, it, the carbs came strictly from carrot juice and grape juice, blended 50-50, spoiling and fermenting in the garage, bought in bulk, and producing a sweet wine, making my whole family a family of drunkards. So I can't repeat it enough because I can't stand having been stigmatized with what amounts to something no less significant than a uh, felony charge. Because a felony charge has no statute of limitation. You're stuck with it for life. Even if you do your time and blah, blah, blah. Well, it's the same way with schizophrenia. Try to get that off your record. And you lose your civil rights in court in both cases. And tell me that's not the same thing as a felony. <laughs> yeah, it sure does walk and talk like a duck. It must be a duck. <laughs> oh, it's not your fault. It's your father's genes. <laughs> Another lie. My great-grandmother married a first cousin. On my mother's side. My father had nothing to do with contributing to my illness in that sense. But he did. He was responsible. So she... My mother was... Warm, just not hot on the trail. <laughs> she had the right guy responsible for the d nasty deed, but uh, he certainly did not intend to make us drunkards. He just, he was the one who was also sorry he didn't make enough money as a blue-collar worker to to live more comfortably and uh, give money to my mother to buy only a produce for the day or two instead of for the month <laughs> or two. <laughs> Bags of walnuts or almonds or whatever, you know. Everything in bulk. Unbelievable. Well, it was tasty food stuffs that she fed us. And we did have a fig tree in the alleyway growing wild. That aroma, it was seared into my baby brain so that when I ran across a fig tree dropping figs fermenting on the sidewalk on my way walking to high school, I'm looking all over the place frantic. Where's that smell coming from? Where is it coming from? I know that smell. I know it. What is it? Well, I didn't know it. I just knew the smell, but I didn't know to identify what it was. I looked up. It was a fig tree. And then I had to ask around in my family. We grew up. Did we have a fig tree in the yard? And my brother had to think a long time. And then he realized, oh, no, it was in the alley behind the house. <laughs> it was somebody else's property. But it was hanging over, and it was right there. And that was it. He was by the garage where... I probably hung out a lot playing in the dirt because uh, our father had, had hobbies that he did in the garage. Woodworking was one. Uh, making very expensive te out of teak wood and rosewood bowls and candelabras. Handmade from scratch. Yeah, it was a superb hobby. Uh, I guess he didn't suffer much, the alcoholism, because he smoked a pipe. So he had the nicotine to jack up his metabolic rate. But our metabolic rate went down 
because we were fasting, you know. When you fast, your metabolic rate reduces. When you meditate, same thing. It's a, it's a process of yoga to go on a restricted diet. And it makes you more sensitive to things and more vulnerable. And fetuses and growing children are already vulnerable to begin with. It doesn't help to make matters worse. Um... So he was blind. He literally did not suffer until we left him, and then he suffered considerably and made up for lost time. That one year he was left alone. The grief he went through was enough to kill him, basically. He stopped taking care of himself. Allowed himself to get sick with pneumonia. I gave myself pneumonia grieving over a breakup with a girl. But I had Charlie Lutz. I had good karma, to, and he propped me up. I mean, anybody who had any kind of healing event due to Charlie's intervention knows that Charlie was a healer. Um, and uh, he kept me from killing myself with grief because I was so grief-stricken. And I guess he felt a little responsible since he, he's the one who picked her out. I just I acted like a fool, like as normal. <laughs> My normal self, Mr. Fool... I'd make a better court jester than anything else. I think that's my occupation, really. But it's an occupational hazard to be called all kinds of other names other than the correct name. And uh, stigmas such as uh, schizophrenia is one of them. Hey, I was called kike in, in elementary school, you know. I was called all kinds of names, but uh, so what, you know. At least uh, a fool is very appropriate and metaphorically accurate. Or an alcoholic, if you prefer, because fo uh, alcoholics are fools. There are better remedies for their pain. So many more. <laughs> you want me to start making a list? <laughs> but try and ask a fool to do a non-foolish thing. It's almost impossible. They gotta figure it out on their own, and it takes a long time the hard way, the hard path, the slow path. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. You almost have to handle a fool with kick gloves. Because they're so vulnerable, even though they don't act like it. They act like they're invincible, but it's the opposite. It's just for show. They're really extremely hurt and vulnerable at the same time. Anyway, so iron is like a shield, I guess, because Pratyahara is one of the paths, the eight limbs of yoga. And I don't know why it's a separate limb, separate from the other seven, when it's really a feature of them all, of all the other seven. I mean, you, you couldn't talk about yoga without implying Pratyahara, the withdrawal of the senses from their sense objects when they turn within. Isn't that what yoga is all about? <laughs> Union with God? Well, where are you going to go find them? You could find them everywhere, but that's not usually a useful path to take because then you'll get so distracted and disoriented. You won't end up, and Because there's so many outward paths, as Bookminster Fuller put it, yet there's only one inner path. In other words... When you go away from the earth, there are innumerable directions, radii, radii, radiuses, plural of radiuses, radii, 
that you can proceed away from the earth, but there's only one direction when you're standing on the surface of the earth that you can go inward towards the center of the earth. Only one. And it may look different from an eagle's perspective, but from your perspective, there's only one. So, it's a very um, interesting phenomenon, this path of yoga. Um, but if you, if you get pratyahara, if it automatically occurs, effortlessly especially so, then you know you're on the right track. And if you can go all the way and transcend the whole field of the relative, then you know for certain you're on the right track. Because a lot of paths just leave you, dead end you, and, and leave, drop you off somewhere in the relative. And uh, according to Charlie Lutz, that's what ascended masters have done. They're not um, yogis. They, they just go to some planet when they leave this one and stay there for maybe 10 million years before coming back here. Because um, they earned it but it's kind of like a heavenly sojourn because they're living heaven on earth, on their version of earth, but they're not enlightened. They haven't transcended the whole field. And that's, that's a no small challenge to transcend the whole field, especially when you've got a 10 million year life. Uh, there's, uh, there's no motivation. There's no provocation to why bother, you know? <laughs> life is so good. <laughs> why become enlightened and deal with shitty karma <laughs> you know the imp the imperfections of a human existence that we go through in this Kali Yuga of shortened lifespans it's um, it can be pretty rough um, but we're tested in the fires of uh, Kali Yuga and um, <clears throat> hopefully um, we come out of it and uh, persevere I don't know can't say that <laughs> I'm still struggling. <laughs> well, I ha I've had to learn a lot of things. I've had to learn how to correct the mistakes that my father made, and it hasn't been easy to to figure it out. And I keep thinking I'm I I solved them when in fact I've got more to learn. I keep surprising myself that there is more to learn. So it takes a lifetime, and even then we don't learn everything, but we try to learn as much as we can. I guess some of us do. <laughs>